2: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
1: There's a crock of pickles maturing in the icebox. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, and I'm your TV guy, Brett White. and I'm also a reporter for and also a producer uh, for Decider.com. And you know what? I flubbed that intro, but you know what? You know what, times two? Quarantine era? We don't give a shit. We just keep <laughs> rolling. We don't edit. We don't do nothing. There is no music. There are no audio clips. We're in, like, month six of this. I have kept, I've stopped keeping track of what episode number we're on in the quarantine era. Because you know what? I think the quarantine era is just our life now. This is what we're doing. And I'm going to get all my anxiety out of the way up front. Because you know what? It's going to be a chill conversation for the rest of the... Uh, you know what? 45 to 90 minutes, I really don't know. These things just go how they go because there are no more rules anymore except the one rule of wear a fucking mask. <laughs> uh, please rate and review the show in iTunes. This week, I am joined by the host of one of the gosh darn most um, influential, greatest, f- most fun... Oh, purveyors boy. of uh online menswear style community um togetherness and experience
2: <laughs> the host of
1: blammo jeremy kirkland hello jeremy <laughs> hello what an intro yeah. my friend absolutely I, it, unbelievable <laughs> i feel like um all the time that i'm not doing a podcast is like uh, i don't know like you're like shaking a, a dr pepper or something and then okay. when, when i hit record it just comes off and just spews. <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, that's you you
0: are on, my just, friend. I uh, love get,
1: it. Just get the energy up because this is the energy that I would normally be divvying up to hundreds of people across the week.
2: You okay. know, parceling that go. out.
1: And nowadays, I interact with, uh, how many human beings have you talked to um, face-to-face, including via Zoom, in the past seven days? In the past seven days? I mean, is a Zoom conversation a
0: normal sitch for you? Uh, no, a Zoom conversation is not a, a normal. Well, I guess it is. And it, yeah, there's, I'll do like three, four weekly meetings of that. Um, the rest are just people. Cause here's the thing. I walk my dog a lot and I, and I go out with my daughter a lot mm, yeah. and just bump into people. So people
1: that, you know, are like just strangers that you're making friends with on the street. Strangers that you're making ah. friends with who are just like,
0: oh, you know, she's cute. or, or, or And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, thanks. You know, which is... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I live with her. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, you should have seen her an hour ago. But um, they... I would say I don't have any quality in-person relationships, but Same. definitely they're there. You know, Same. and it's like, how are you?
1: I'm fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. See you. <laughs> uh, I don't even have that because I don't get out of the apartment but it's fine let's oh so just give us spill the tea on what Blamo is for all of the listeners that listen sure. to a podcast about sitcoms of the 20th century that also might be <laughs> like hey maybe I sh- maybe I should get into other areas of interest there you go yeah uh, so Blamo
0: is a podcast about uh, fashion and men's fashion and the the whole world of it in general so it's it's more about the personalities and the people behind the scenes. You know, it's funny because people, people will reach out to me and they'll be like, yeah, I was listening to Blama, but I didn't really hear you talk too much about, like, what's the best jean to wear right now. I'm like, that is not <laughs> the show not the for you. There are like <laughs> but, a million okay.
1: GQ articles from the past exactly. six months about that. Just go Google yeah. it.
0: It's there. So so th- that's the whole point where it's like, yeah, but there's not going to be stories about this person or that that person or, or finding out why this actor is obsessed with these shoes or something, you know. So, that's kind of the gist of it. Um, it's been going on. We have, I think we're at like 160 some odd episodes now, um, which is too many. But <laughs> people are still listening to them. So, we're not still enough. making them.
1: Not enough. Yeah. There's still more to come.
0: I know. Huh? We, we we can't be syndicated yet, right? So if, if we're in TV talk, what do you need oh, 200? Oh, no, I need
1: 100. You you oh, are 100? syndicated. You've been canceled. You're off the air. You're living off syndication money now. Oh my god. You're done. I I mean like I so I'm approaching 100 and I'm trying to think of uh what special thing I want to do for the 100th the 100th um canonical episode. Um you got to get George Went on. Oh god. Oh, maybe I should oh I why did it not even occur to me to try to get like an actual like legend of sitcom history on the show? That did not ever occur to me. Uh yeah, but you try- gotta
0: get someone whom I'm not throwing George Wynn under the
1: bus, but someone who's like probably not super active right now. No, you know? I I'm just I'm just not hitting me. I should definitely try and get John Aston on because he's oh, gonna, yeah. like the recurring theme. He is ninety something, and I am friends with Mackenzie Aston on Twitter, so Hey, there Boom. you go. Uh, everyone streamed Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix, a new show that uh, Mackenzie Aston plays the dad on it. And he has aged into looking exactly like John Aston to the point where it is uh, very distracting to me. Someone who has seen almost everything John Aston has done. Like it's it's really uncanny. Uh, <laughs> so wow. if they do an Adams Family reboot, I feel like Mackenzie Aston is suddenly at the top of the pack <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, but uh, this week on the podcast, we are going to be traveling to October 27th, 1972. Lady Sings the Blues ruled the box office. My Ding-A-Ling by Chuck Berry topped the charts. And ABC aired the Odd Couple episode, The Odd Couples. Jeremy, you must have seen The Odd Couples before today. Actually, so here's the thing. I had seen... The
0: Odd Couple TV show on TV a bunch of times, and I'm referring to the original one, not the Matthew Perry. Matthew Thomas Perry. L- <laughs> oh heavens! Um, yeah, no, but thank you. <laughs> but I rewatched it and like fully focused at, at least this specific episode, which I had not seen in the past. And I was like, "What the hell am I doing watching regular <laughs> like modern TV?" It <laughs> is. It is so quick. It is yeah. so sharp. There's not a second of dialogue that's wasted. Yeah, Every single part about it, too. Like, and I say this in the most loving way. I wasn't really concerned at all, the whole show. And it's like the exact kind of TV that I really want, like, right now in this second. That, like, oh, no. Oh, no. the You yeah. know, the, the, the police friend guy came in and could have ruined the whole thing for everyone. But it's okay. No big deal. P.S.
1: They're still divorced End of the episode it's I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's kind of fantastic <laughs> This is why I've only been watching things made before 1990 Unless it's for work And then I have to watch it But um, <laughs> Did you Is this your first uh, dip into the uh, The oeuvre of Jack Klugman and Tony Randall? Um, Absolutely Okay So but did so you did not like grow up watching Old Odd Couple On your Nick at Nights and TV lands and etc's They were
0: on, but they were never things that I watched in the sense that like you're at your friend's house and his dad had it on and you sat there and like ate food and then we're kind of waiting for him to go to bed so you could get the ice cream out of the freezer type thing. Put on MTV.
1: Exactly. (laughs) 120 (laughs) minutes. Uh, Well, did you, were you a like a Nick at Night, did you have cable and were you a Nick at Night kid growing up at all? Yes, we,
0: we had some cable. So... This is, and yeah, in the early 90s, you, you could get the A side, which was like your standard television oh. um, plus a couple of extra things. Um, one of which was a lot of classic TV. And then you could get the B side. And depending on the month that was going on with my parents and their income, <laughs> most yeah. of the times we only had the A side, which I'm you know we were still really blessed. I got lots of great TV. But so we would, the stuff that I would watch at one point, there was like a British channel, and we watched tons of, I'm not trying to take us on to another subject, but tons of you. Poirot, tons of yeah. faulty Towers. This is um, where that comes
1: in for you, because you're a huge Poirot guy. <laughs> love David Suchet.
0: Yeah, love yeah. Poirot. Seen every single episode. Um, Poirot is something, too, that I'll watch if... I, I need to escape into something that is going to make me... That is going to remind me that there's still art and beauty out there. As, as oh. cheesy as that is. Like For a Cuaro. second,
1: I was going to be like, this is exactly why I watch Heart to Heart. And then when you said art and beauty, I was like, oh, nope, scratch that. This is that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, but that's the thing, right? Because even with that stuff, like, it's really the storytelling. And and maybe... And this is the thing, like, I, I keep trying to backpedal a bit where I don't think that, like, this is... Storytelling at its absolute finest that's breaking ground with all these new things. But I would say it is still the most entertaining, funny, silly Mm -hmm. stuff that, in a weird
1: way, it's so good at that that it has to be high art. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, the whole. Thesis of I think my podcast is finding the... high. I mean, okay, like, spoiler alert for The Odd Couple in this episode. This episode fucking rules, and this show is so <laughs> goddamn great. <laughs> uh, the Odd Couple fucking slays. <laughs> it's, yeah. Is the pull it, quote. it is uh, unbelievable. So it is It is kind of a, uh, a crime and a shame that I think this is episode 95 of the podcast, and I've not done The Odd Couple yet, because, listeners, this is... Uh, probably one of my top five classic sitcoms, like, of all time. I, really? I, I loved The Odd Couple, and I went through a huge Odd Couple phase in college. Uh, there was a, like, my college, when you're in college and you get to choose your own schedule so you can kind of have those like weird pockets of time free that when you're doing that like eight to three grind of a high school you don't have and I mm-hmm. feel like Odd Couple was on at a time when on like Tuesdays and, Tuesdays and Thursdays I would have mornings off so I'd be able to like watch uh, TV Land in the morning and Odd Couple mm-hmm. might have been a part of that lineup I know like I would, wa- I remember I would watch Bob Newhart show before going to line my like TV production classes and stuff um, and Odd Couple was definitely one of them I... Was obsessed with this show. I had, you know, of course I had a picture of uh, Tony Randall and Jack Klugman on my wall. I'm, oh, wow. D- uh, I do not currently, but when I was in college, I definitely did. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I love the show and I, I'm, I'm going through it again right now and it's still is so fucking good. It is the exact uh pinnacle of what a multi-camera in front of a live studio audience show should do you get to get two theater actors you drop them from an audience and just let them like react and be in the moment and it is heaven
0: yeah the the other thing too is at least from the episodes that i remember seeing and then the one that i just watched for the show it's timeless Mm -hmm. to where like there's nothing in that okay maybe he grabs a phone which makes it somewhat dated Or the fascination with prunes, which makes it somewhat dated. But other than that, it's it is perfect. It it it
1: translates to what fifty, forty, you know, years later. It's just it's it's wild. I do wonder. I've never watched them. I see. I like Matthew Perry and I like Thomas Lennon like independently. I yep, me but too. It, but it is so weird that there's a show that is one of my favorite premises. In college, I took an acting class in college and I was just like, I'm only gonna memorize monologues and scenes from Neil Simon plays, and I did that. Um because that was my <laughs> okay. aesthetic. It's still it's still kind of my brand and aesthetic in a way. Um and I got to do the odd couple, I got to do a scene from the odd couple play, and I got to play Felix, and and it was I felt like it was one of the most exciting <laughs> moments of college where i was like took it so seriously i was like so excited that i got to be felix you know um i don't know where i was going with this oh it's so weird that it's a play and a setup that i love so much and two actors that i love and i have never seen a show of that of the new one and have no interest in it at all oh i've seen i've seen the new one.
0: Oh god the newer one yeah and it's probably uh not this i mean it's 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 the kind of thing where it, if if that is your introduction to The Odd Couple, then I don't think you'll ever like
1: it. No. Oh god. It's so Ugh. Yeah, it just it just it grinds my gears. But you know, it doesn't grind my gears. The episode that we're talking about this week. <laughs> so, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're talking specifically about the episode The Odd Couple episode The Odd Couples. It is a 7th episode of season 3. It was written by Harvey Miller and directed by Hal Cooper. Who also directed the "Eye Dream of Genie" episode that we talked about last week on the podcast. So, Hal Cooper, you are two for two in a row. Which is also kind of crazy because there's like, I think, five or six years separating these two shows. As well as two distinctly different styles of shooting. So, Hal Cooper, you were a versatile uh, man. Here's how CBS All Access describes this episode. To spare Oscar's visiting mother who is oversensitive about divorce and doesn't know about their situations... Felix, Oscar, Gloria, and Blanche must pretend they are all still married. Jeremy, how accurate is that description?
0: It's pretty damn accurate. That is
1: it. That is the episode. And this is such a stock sitcom plot. Like it is just—you've yeah. seen it. I feel like every every show that has a divorced person in it has done this episode. Yeah.
0: Was now here's a question. Now you would know because you're much more intelligent with this than I am. Is that was this the first? episode of that style thing where divorce is still very taboo. Um, we, we, can't, we can't tell our parent the truth. Um, they're not going to accept us. They're not going to believe us. Hmm. Let's hide everything. And then there's the big switcheroo over and over again. I
1: know. It might... I'm, so I'm trying to think of famous divorced characters in sitcoms before this. And famously, uh, Mary Tala Moore was going to be divorced in the Mary Tala Moore show. But they were like, divorce is... Too hot to handle, so we're just going to make it a broken engagement. And they're also like, people are going to think that she got divorced from Dick Van Dyke because oh, audiences, yeah, audiences right. are stupid. Um, and the Lucy show, Lucy's second show, both her and uh, Vivian are divorced from their husbands, who I don't know if we ever see. Uh, and I think that Buddy gets divorced on the Dick Van Dyke show, but like, I don't. I this might be. I don't know. I mean, like, I could. We could go on a limb. We could honestly just stick a flag in this right now and say this is the first time this plot's ever been done. Done. It, it felt and like it. It is seventy two. So yeah, it's it, still really early. Uh, it is. Yeah. Um. So also part of the reason I wanted you on to talk about Odd Couple is because I'm obsessed with all of the menswear looks on this show. Uh, They're they're pretty damn good Holy shit I mean like the very first thing So the episode starts with it is like Early in the morning Felix has Woken up and he sees Oscar out in the living room And Oscar he's like what the fuck Oscar's never Up this early and what is Felix wearing A dress robe amazing like Salmon colored paisley shawl collar like And that's his robe he wears that in multiple episodes Which is another thing yeah I really appreciate That about the 70 shows is as i know because i did go through and catalog everything bob newhart wore on the bob newhart show they give them like a core wardrobe at the start of every season and they then like mix and match and like reuse all of those pieces throughout a season of television and then some of them will carry over into the next season they'll introduce a whole bunch of other things and then it's a really it's cool i don't know (laughs) it's no it's excellent it's also
0: a good so the early 70s is before suits got too Mm leisure-y. And so there's still a lot of good 60s proportions in the sense that, like, how it fit. Um, You know, like, Unger's clothes throughout the show are all fantastic, including the... I mean, I'm not going to rush us, but including the polka dot tie, striped shirt combo on the deep, deep... Deep navy suit. Almost black. Very, very dark yeah. navy. Fantastic. And I got a color calibrated TV. I know what I know what my <laughs> shit was looking like. And so <laughs> I was like, oh wow. Um, but yeah, the dress robe and the stuff's fantastic. But I was surprised to say this. I was more, maybe it's because of COVID or quarantine. <laughs> I was more into Klugman stuff.
1: I don't that is the thing, it's like his style, it's kind of like when you go back and watch uh, early Seinfeld and you're like George Costanza's really yes. well stressed. like it's like yes. it's not a character trait of his it's not I don't even know if it was intentional but has aged so well and I think that that's the same thing with Jack Klugman is like even the scene when he's just cleaning up his um, bedroom and he's just wearing like that's it khaki the pants oversized and, like, a, of Oxford yeah yep. and it's just like yeah he looks super fucking cool yeah because uh, I, I, I wrote some of
0: this stuff down he had this very like full cut oversized uh Brooks Brothers or I would assume Brooks Brothers button-down shirt. The the button-down collar is unbuttoned. Mm. Then he has like some fairly looking surplus military chinos yeah. with with dark like suiting socks. I'm oh. kind of air quoting there. And then these like Vans Authentics that were just I was like that's that's now.
1: That is that's yeah. it is time it's perfect. Well and, and I then, even I noted yeah. that when Oh god. Okay, uh, we'll we'll get into it because we, we should just like to de- break de- break it down soon by Go soon when we it. get there. Um. So so yeah. So he's up early because I was like I could just talk about Felix's slacks for the next hour, but I won't do that yet. Yet. Um. <laughs> so he's up early and Oscar's up early because at six thirty AM he got like a telegram telegram, which again yeah. like I don't really know. That somewhat dated but that's someone, okay. Someone like knock on the someone like knocks on the door and hands a piece of paper to you is what a telegram is. <laughs> I think that's what I mean it's the basically a is. note card, yeah. an
0: index card email that's hand-delivered by Western Union.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that, that's yeah. So, his mom is on the way and he is completely freaking out because as Felix says like you've been divorced 3 years and haven't told your mommy? <laughs> yeah. It was a really good line. So, that is the whole thing like I got to pretend because Oh so yeah, because uh, she doesn't like divorce. The opening credits, straight up iconic. I yes. love these opening credits. the The New York feel of those opening credits because it was shot in New York, obviously. But like, it just is like if you ever um, wonder why people live here, uh, wonder why people love coming here, wonder why New York is mad, majest, majestical, <laughs> majestic, <laughs> majestic. Watch the opening credits of the yacht couple. It's just yes. gorgeous.
0: I mean, it's it's also the the New York that everyone really wants, where it's the whole kind of like, hey, I'm walking here style, yeah. you know, yeah. stuff. Uh, everyone appears to be nice and normal. And, you know, y- y- there were New Yorkers kind of interacting with each other. No one was really, it appeared hating each other. And the only thing you got upset about is like, that doggone cab almost yeah. hit me. There's Ha-ha-ha. a moment in
1: the opening <laughs> credits where, so it's like a far away saw, shot. So, you know, that they set up the camera probably maybe through a window of a floor and it's on the street of Felix walking with his suitcase after he's been kicked out and he sets the suitcase down and then he like sits on the suitcase and there's a, there's like a young guy maybe in his early twenties walking kind of behind him. And then when he sees Tony Randall do that, you can watch the opening credits. He like stops and then turns around and like starts walking towards You know Felix, but really Tony Randall, Um, and that's in the opening credits of every episode. And it's like, yeah, what is the bag that he has?
0: It's like an oversized helmet bag, suit bag type thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean. You know he was he was kicked out, so he's gonna get all of his stuff. You know, that's <laughs> true. And he has a lot of suits.
0: <laughs> he does. He uh, has quite the wardrobe to carry in just three bags.
1: I also love The Odd Couple. Also, always reminds me of the 90s' affection for '70s pop culture because there is an episode of Friends where all of them sing in unison the friend the um, the Odd Couple theme song. And I think oh, it's like yeah. the cold open of an episode and it's like an early friends and that just it just reminds me of how in the 90s it was like there was this shared classic television pop culture language that everyone was kind of like expected to know in order to like get references and stuff and obviously right. I am envious of that I missed that time.
0: <laughs> well it's cuz there's I mean there's too, too much, much content much there's right so now. much stuff i mean when odd couple aired what other shows were you know competing at that
1: time slot what two three other networks yeah if that? yeah seriously there i think there were 66 <laughs> shows on the at this time yeah across, so, across <laughs> seven days three networks <laughs> like yeah. so yeah um so we find out that oscar gives the breakdown he's like my mom gets depressed and when she gets depressed she eats candy and i'm like hello <laughs> welcome to month <laughs> six of my quarantine i just finished <laughs> up a bag of chips ahoy like this morning <laughs> so yeah uh, um but this so oscar's like i i've already called blanche she's on her way and Oscar felix is like you called her at six thirty a.m and then blanche being your ex-wife blanche being the ex-wife and yeah. jack klugman says like yeah her first response was hang up you pervert yeah <laughs> love that joke i so brett summers or are you are you aware of Brett Summers, who plays Blanche, Oscar's uh, estranged wife? No, I'm not. Match game. So it's '70s oh. match game. She is the top middle. Uh, she's her and Charles Nelson Riley are the heart of the show. Um, and her and Jack Klugman were married IRL in real life. Oh wow! Yeah, they're a real couple. I, I, they got divorced. I don't. They might have also been divorced at this time. I don't know when they got divorced. But like. Oh it kind of just explains that chemistry that they have on the show is like, yeah, this is a real married couple playing a married ish couple. And it, yeah, it, it's great. All throughout this opening scene, the chemistry between Tony Randall and Jack Klugman, I think as you were saying earlier, I'll like no line is dropped. There's no, it's so quick. And like the chemistry between the two of them, as they're like walking back and forth from the kitchen in the living room and doing little things like eat your prunes, don't sit on that, like, et cetera. Yeah. It's really fucking cool.
0: It's, it is like, it's definitely quick comedy at like, I feel like one of the highest art forms in the sense that there is, there's not just a, there's a a fantastic rhythm throughout the entire show and episode. And I, I am not a TV critic or someone who's qualified to do that. But when you, when you see something so good, you're like. Oh, that's how stuff can be done. Yeah, like oh, like just like the the positioning that they're so it's a multi camera show and it's filmed in front of a live studio audience. Blah blah blah. Right, which they say but, up
1: front, they want you to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they want you to know,
0: and so but they they're just so like, I mean, they're just true performers, yeah. and they're it, it's it's excellent. It really, really is excellent. I I stopped on multiple occasions, and I weaned over to my wife, and I was like, we should watch all of these. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Like, this is so good.
1: No, Yeah, and every single episode is at this caliber. I think this is one of the better episodes, but, like, every episode is that great. And this is... a Couple is very indicative of the time when, like, in order to be on television, you had to know how to sing, dance, and act. And, like... You had to do one of those like exemplary, and then the other two you had to be real good. Like, Mm. and then the rare people are like good at all three. But like, I watched an episode of the Carol Burnett show from around this time that I think both Tony Randall and Jack Klugman were on as the guests. And Jack Klugman is there doing like song and dance numbers with Carol Burnett, and he's amazing at it. And it's like he also plays Oscar, a guy you would never imagine could look good in a tux while. I can't imagine he'd look good on a tux, but, um, <laughs> but like be really good at singing and dancing. And like, it's super, super professional and super great. Yeah. All because right. I, I had
0: seen, you know, the movie of Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. I oh mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, I've, I've always loved Matthau and, and Jack yeah, Lemmon. So for, for, yeah. And those, those guys, especially like you see Walter Matthau. No, look, he didn't always look like that, but he did always look a little bit like, uh. Like he just got punched really hard in his in his face. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so rude to say. I'm sorry. No, but it's like, true though. <laughs> it, it's, but he had always looked like that, and that guy was a Broadway performer. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes me wonder. <laughs> and I'm not getting political or anything, but it's like, man, can you still be a incredible performer and not look as good now? Like, I feel like if you want to be at, at that sort of level and echelon... Yeah. You can't be... Also have to be hot. Yeah. You also
1: have to, like, get the work done. You gotta be really hot. Uh, and that is... Unfortunate. Um, yes. It just, it just, like, drives me crazy when I see modern-day multicam shows, and it's just like, Broadway still fucking exists... Improv theaters still fucking exist Why aren't these people On these shows And it just drives me crazy But that is a thing you can go back And listen to any episode of this podcast And I'll be screaming about that there as well um, <laughs> But um, this is the part Where Oscar is like so Felix You know you gotta get out of here. We have to remove every trace of you from this apartment because my mom is coming and then that's where Felix says I have a crock of pickles maturing in the icebox which is (laughs) there are a lot of really funny like almost arrested development level kooky specifics like that is such a specific specific and it's so modern sounding because it is so weird (laughs) but on that scene he actually doesn't say that he does not
0: say the line he stares at him and the camera just is the pan of him staring at him he's like what no oh yeah no, yeah, and it's like, wow, that's so, like
1: <laughs> he never <laughs> says acting, like you have to so, get out. It's yeah, just like his this acting so good, acting thing. It's so great. <laughs> so then we, so then like uh, Felix is like, well, you have to clean up your room if I'm gonna leave. Do me that favor. And so then we get to the scene where Oscar is wearing that amazing head to toe outfit that we've described, and it's just so fucking good. He's cleaning his room, uh, and then Felix walks in, and now Felix's outfit is also. I want Felix's entire wardrobe on this show because like that yeah. is. That's the vibe for me. Uh, he's wearing like these like high waisted. I don't know if yep. they're like Sansa belt slacks or he's not wearing a belt. I know. Um, no,
0: but it was it was some form of an extended waistband. Yeah. It looked like. Oh, I it's... mean, I stopped it and tried to zoom in a couple times too. It, it's yeah, it it looks like just you know a a natural waisted trouser, um, oh. with the with the front uh, waist like slightly extended over and it's beautiful
1: that shirt he he has so many good like that was a very 70s shirt with a
0: pattern micro
1: arrowheads across there Mm -hmm. little diamonds inverted yeah yeah yeah. there's something so like their their styles are so indicative of like the time and their personalities because like felix is very it almost looks like he is a, a 60s mod who has aged into the 70s in a way yeah. uh cuz he's still like he's not like fully groovy but he is still i don't know he is a nice mix of uh like classic looks and grooviness which is where i like to exist uh yeah. he he he's a fan of a neckerchief a lot of the time not in this episode um but i just a lot i love of double-breasted look, suits oh, oh god yeah i know only double-breasted suits <laughs> that's all i want this is the uh <laughs> This is the the point of the 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 quarantine and me not being able to buy clothes or uh, justify it because what am I doing? Where am I going? Yeah, it's like what, what's the what's the We're point of buying that? Right. Uh, now? I yeah. really <laughs> like this really. I like this joke where Oscar is picking up things and he opens up his drawer and puts it in the drawer and it falls out because his drawer leaks because there's no yeah. bottom to it. Yeah. I really love that. Uh, then the writing on this show is so good too because there's this there's this good exchange between them where felix is like can you please water my fern
2: <laughs> the yeah. fern
1: exchange about like it needs to be watered thrice a day i've already watched it once once from, <laughs> once from thrices twice like <laughs> these yeah all that little business is like i don't know if modern multicam sitcoms put that specificity of joke like that is not it's a throwaway joke but it's so good I, don't know. I mean,
0: it, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's anything like, oh, that's what you remember the episode by, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, when you saw it, and, and that was like, there was a, such a great example of the rhythm yeah. they had between between both of them. They were just so good at just immediately playing off each other. I was, I did some additional research on this on my own just because I was so fascinated, and apparently they would flub their lines a lot oh. and just Im- and improv over it. Because, but no one knew
1: oh, because they were just so good. Yeah. And that's also what makes that natural cadence and rhythm. There's such a frenetic energy to Jack Klugman's performance of just like, yeah, okay, get out, go, God, okay. Like, it's really good. Uh, I really like Tony um, Felix's, just separate your inedible garbage and your edible garbage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like, it's the the line at the end is, is he, he, Klugman holds up a, what appears to be a burrito or something mm-hmm. and he's like is this edible and it's like the, you know Unger's response is so ridiculous and he's like yes to a coyote which is very specific but also like kind of ridiculous like you don't say a dog you basically yeah, go like you know, yeah
1: <laughs> so the scene ends with the arrival of Blanche and that is Oscar's ex and played by Brett Summers who is a, a total uh, gay icon I love Brett Summers and I love seeing her act because I'm used to just seeing her be like the boozy broad on match game so it's really yeah. fun to see her like actually sinking into a part this is where Felix is wearing a, a very like a checked blazer of some sort
0: yeah I, he has this like weird sport coat with the hacking pockets so like hacking pockets would be like the pockets are angled just for yeah. listeners who haven't a, yeah I mean it, it looked it was very sportsman type thing of like country tweed yeah. that's when he is walking around shoving the atomizer in his nose I believe <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, like, the mom then shows up, and so, like, the, the mom shows up, and this is when Oscar is wearing his suit, and I wanted to point out, like, Oscar's suit, it very much feels like this is a suit he bought in 1962 and still has, whereas yeah. Felix's suits are ones that are clearly, like, he bought this in 1972, because Oscar's yeah. suits are a lot, they're more, like, slim fit, his tie is very skinny, uh, mm-hmm. the the collars are not as, like, what because, like, uh, Felix has them lapels are just, like... They're going, they aren't taking flight like a real 70s, but it's like they're on their way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it.
0: Ugh. Well, and the so I was, I was reading more about this stuff and apparently the, uh, the wardrobe for the show, and I don't know if you've talked about this in other episodes, oh. um, but the wardrobe for the show was all done by a company called Worsted Techs. Oh. So, um, and Worst Detects apparently made all of the clothes for the majority of TV shows, like at at that time and era. So, um, like Worst Detects did, supposedly they did Dick Van Dyke, but what oh. they did is they actually, you know, the the big scandal of it was was they just gave Dick Van Dyke money to have his stuff made and then they would, you know, get to use the fact that Dick Van Dyke wore their clothes. But Worstatex <laughs> made everything. And Worstatex was also another company called Botany 500. Oh, and So, yeah. Botany 500. Yeah. And so, like, whenever you look at any clothes from that era, it was all just, like, this main factory. And the sad thing is, I think Worcitex didn't survive as long as Odd Couple did. Because Odd Couple stopped in, what, 75? Yeah. Yeah, and I think Wersitex was out in like either seventy four or seventy six.
1: But Botany five hundred um, w- still they s- do they still exist or technically
0: kind of. I mean it's it's a license that's that makes okay. a bunch of yeah
1: because I mean Botany five hundred like 500, the original yeah yeah they did. um i feel like they might have provided some of the bopny hart show clothes i know they and definitely then, did like monty hall suits on let's make a deal or something because in yeah. college I, like botany 500 was like i need to get <laughs> into the Botany well, they made, 500 gig yeah and they made everything because it, the uh, the bigger company
0: was almost like like heart marks in a sense but they i think they were called i had written this down where is this uh and uh-huh. daroff and sons or d-a-r-o-f-f and sons Pardon me, but yeah, they so they went bankrupt in 1973. Oh man! Um, and then, then they became Cohen and Sons, and then Cohen and Sons bought Botany 500 name and assets. Okay. Um, and came back, you know, and it was just like, and they've just can, been reiterated over and over again. But that age, at least you know, before that was the the golden era, for lack of better term, in which this, which worst Text was making all the clothes for all the <gasps> biggest shows and TV, and so all that whole wardrobe. And what other stuff I was reading is they would just send clothes. You still had to have a stylist or yeah. someone doing that. And you, I, don't, I may need to be fact-checked on this, but I don't know if there was a stylist, maybe a costume or a wardrobe person on the show, or they just picked out their own clothes.
1: Oh, maybe, I yeah. I know Bob Newhart definitely did. They had uh, He had a stylist. Um, Ralph Schlein was the maj- oh, stylist okay. for the majority of. It. And also Andrew Palak was Bob's stylist for a little bit, and I know I'm... Bring him up because he was also the main stylist on Batman sixty six. Wow! So he's the guy that put Adam West in all those ascots and cardigans, and unbelievable. And then you know, five years later, he did like season one of Bob Newhart show, and then Ralph Schlein took over. So cool. Um, there's a really weird voiceover. So as soon as the mom shows up, the, uh, Oscar grabs her and Blanche, and is like, they run downstairs, get in a cab, and there's a voiceover when he's when they're in the cab of like, "Let's go get some funny hats." As if they yeah. needed to brace the audience for the fact that when we see them come back home, they're all going to be wearing fezzes. And I'm like, I don't know if we needed that voiceover moment. It's just a weird, <laughs> really weird. Yeah, I didn't know what, when like the Shriners
0: became a little bit more of a uh, um, of a norm or something. Because yeah. like he, w- Unger basically rips him a little bit. Because he's surprised he came
1: to the house to try to get his atomizer. Yeah. Oh, ha, ha, ha. And this is where he's and, wearing this like really good, like it's like a... That's the brown tweed thing. like yeah. window pane because it's like a very like red and orange kind of like stripe yeah. thingy. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's, it's excellent. God,
0: and and he in he basically is like, oh, what did you did you did you go rob a fez or did you become <laughs> friends with a fez? Because I was like, or a shriner I think was what he said. Yeah. I mean, it was it was very strange, but. I'm yeah. also,
1: I don't know what the whole restaurant culture of New York in 1972, where you would go to a restaurant to get a novelty newspaper made, and everyone also gets customized fezes with their names on them. Well, they had a coupon book, was yeah, what they said. And yeah. And so, they went
0: through the whole coupon book. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, it was a whole night of the town. So, yeah. when... Uh, When Oscar hears Felix doing his, like, sinus stuff in the bathroom, he, like, goes to the bathroom. He finds him in there. They have this, you know, the confrontation where, like, uh, Felix asks him, did you get me a fez? And he's like, no, I didn't get you one. He's like, didn't I get you a petrified spider when I went to the museum? Yeah. (laughs) I love that petrified spider reference. (laughs) And then another funny little touch is at the end of the scene, after, like, Oscar's finally, just get out please go home um felix like limps to the door and he says did did you not notice that i'm limping and oscar's like yes i didn't want but i didn't want to ask because i don't care (laughs) and then felix just says like i what what did how was he limping he like fell out of the bed or tripped over something he fell fell off of like a bunk bed yeah because he's sleeping in his son's room uh which again is not a plot point is not like a thing that's going to come up again. It is just a little bit of fast paced character business between these two. Yeah. Just to, it's really, it's, it's really cool. Very, very quick and sharp dialogue there. They go back out and the mom is just so happy to see Felix. She says like, you're so close. You're like Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the invite over to dinner. And this, this whole exchange of like, the like weird back and forth of like Oscar and Blanche, are, like, do not come to dinner, and then like it eventually comes down to Felix being like, Well, I would come if I was invited, invite him. Will you come to dinner? Yes, and it's like, That's not <laughs> what the hell. <laughs> it's really good. Ugh. The next scene is the overnight scene of Blanche and Oscar in bed, yeah, in one bed, yeah. a single bed, yeah, and it's a full size so... bed. The, I'm so glad the episode gave them a scene like this together, uh, just because it like acknowledges how fun their chemistry is. I really wish that she was more regular on the show. She's in a bunch of episodes, but they have this really fun back and forth uh, when they get into bed and if, and Oscar's like, oh, I'm on your side of the bed. And her response is, consider it a sublet. Yeah. <laughs> She's just a really... She's a really cool, uh, really cool dame. I think like dame is the right word for her. I guess so. Right. Yeah, like, she's like she a was... brassy dame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I, lo- I love the end of the scene where she closes it off by saying like, I always got my best laughs in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just really fun. It's really fun to have a guest star. It's really rare on a sitcom when a guest star comes on and they actually get genuine laughs and they're not just there to like further the plot. Yeah. But they give her actual joke lines. So she's really good at it. I love her.
0: She's her. Her like the, the whole dialogue in that scene, too, because you're like, oh, you know, he's all excited. Are they maybe going to sleep together? But it's like the them acknowledging but not acknowledging the sexual tension. Yeah. First off, that's supposed to happen at that time. And the fact that like, yeah, they're fine that the night goes on you, yeah. you, you know th- th- and they and they don't ever come back or make a joke about it later it's like in a weird way in, in terms of like the television writing like there was enough tension there that I felt oh, okay like I, I want to see what happens but then there's a lot of comic relief that it doesn't really matter what happens yeah. and it just goes to the next scene I mean, it's, it, it's really good
1: it makes them feel like they're real people uh like the sitcom-y Instincts would be to have them be like or like oh, like really like over too uh, much tripping dialogue. over themselves. Um or just being there's the fact that they're both smart, they're playing it like real people would actually play it. In real yeah. life, if this kooky circumstance was happening, two smart mature adults would treat the situation this way. Whereas on probably the modern odd couple, there will probably be some like sort of like, oh, "I'm gonna go sleep in the bathtub," you know. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, it's sort true. of like bullshit. I hate that. So then now we get the big dinner scene, and this is when Felix comes in wearing that he- amazing polka dot tie. Yep, and, that, and
0: and like a very like butcher stripe style. Like it's a very it's like a pretty big broad stripe. Yeah. Uh, like royal blue button down shirt and with a deep Navy polka dot tie. And then in almost a midnight black Navy suit, it's excellent. Single yeah. breasted too.
1: Oh yeah. That is, uh, it's uncommon for him.
2: It is. I, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh,
1: this is, I in my, in my heart to heart journeys. I've noted that, uh, Robert Wagner slash Jonathan Hart only wears double breasted suits or three piece suits. Uh-huh. period oh. and then the times that he wears a single breasted suit it's like oh for me it's like whoa we're in the twilight zone now <laughs> um, uh, follow follow jonathan hart style on instagram <laughs> listeners it, that's a pretty damn good account actually yeah it's it's god the looks are fucking great he's i'm uh, glad you're doing that because
0: i think as an aside like you're the only person I know or of any I mean I follow a bunch of very micro menswear trends and clothing <laughs> trends and I don't think there's anyone who is who is pulling back to those types of characters like there's a lot of guys who are or, or men and women people whomever that are finding oh Cary Grant looks great here yeah. oh, Steve McQueen looks great here George oh, Costanza there's a couple of those like yeah yeah but there's nothing that is going through the specific eras of television that you're doing yeah maybe like Jason Diamond of um, oh gosh now this is embarrassing I'm forgetting that I mean he's a, he's a writer oh of Inside Hook sorry it was on the tip of my tongue and he, he's done a ton of stuff with with, um, a couple different, like, old TV guys, but I don't think there's, there's anything that's as in-depth and as incredible as the Brett White.
1: <laughs> Zeroing it's, it's amazing. on Jonathan Hart. The thing I like about both Jonathan Hart and Bob Hartley are like, first of all, Hart is a great part to have in your name. Um, mm-hmm. they both feel like they are of the era, but also not of the era. And it's in, it's in, I'm now in season five of Heart to Heart, which is 1984, I think. And yeah. it's like Jonathan Hart, Robert Wagner has finally been dragged into the '80s, and like all of a sudden, the shoulders are really big. The like the double the double breasted are no longer the um what is it a uh, six on two or whatever six by two or whatever the oh yeah yeah it's yeah. not that anymore it's that like gross like the 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 opening is way lower now there's maybe only four buttons like the suits are bigger and it's like he resisted for so long he held on to this like classic look for like four seasons in the 80s and still felt very 80s and still felt very timeless and now season five it's like okay well funny enough you uh because we we mentioned seinfeld a bunch of times wagner
0: is on an episode of seinfeld yeah he's he's uh the father of of one of the couples that are getting married who rips jerry Newman, calling him an anti-dentite
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait does robert <laughs> wagner call him an anti-dentite
0: Robert Wagner calls oh. Jerry Seinfeld an anti-dentite. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's an iconic line. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I wonder what he's wearing in it. Um, so yeah, well, when- I think they're at a wedding, so it's like some suit or whatever, but yeah. God, Jonathan Hart's tux is also so fucking good. Anyway, I'm trying to find really big bow ties, and those are hard to find. <laughs> that
0: was a very small period in in menswear I or whatever want- we want to say.
1: I yeah. want like bigger... I have a big black bow tie, and I want more uh, bigger ones. But again, where am I fucking wearing these two? Uh, <laughs> you know, my birthday, when I treat myself. The and fit it, picks, the fit yeah, picks. Yeah, I got to do something. I have to yeah. make myself feel good. So when uh, when Felix comes in, he immediately smells. I smell meatloaf in my in that kitchen. <laughs> that was really yeah, cool.
0: almost blows the cover yeah. of his own of his own kitchen.
1: But then like Oscar comes in, Felix is distraught because he is convinced that Gloria is seeing someone else because he measured the seatbelts in her car and they are way stretched out. She is dating some larger person and then there's yeah. some like slight size shaming humor. Yeah, there, actually, yeah, that is kind of. Yeah, that's a good point. He just says like "fatso" like three or four times. Yeah, (laughs) but it's also like this like minute thing of like Felix is a full nut job, and he has measured the seatbelts in his wife's car, and is convinced that this means she's seeing someone. Yeah, it is super great. Um, They sit down for dinner, and then we only get Murray in this one scene. There's like a knock at the door, and it is their friend, their cop friend Murray, and he comes in, and he does a full. This is a very specific, specific reference, but he does a full Jimbo entering the workroom of Canada's drag race this season. Wow. Wow. I can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> he just by seeing those two couples together again, he's just like he keeps saying, Wow, it's Ripple's believe it or not.
0: <laughs> yeah. He definitely <laughs> nearly blows the cover. Cause I thought it was the doorman at first. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, is that their doorman? And then he says, like, oh, that's my you know, cop friend or cop whatever friend. he calls him. Why yeah. was he
1: even coming by? Did yeah, I don't know say he was just doing the sick. thing of just dropping
0: in. Yeah, he he he, they, he pays him five dollars when he usually takes ten, <laughs> yeah. which is the, the whole cop joke Good. there. Good. Get him.
1: <laughs> Get him. Get him, odd couple. Um, yeah. It's at this point that I noted it hit me. This episode is Frasier like this. This style of comedy is what yeah. Frasier did so well 30 years seven 20 years later um this like high farce of like it is so sharply written and smart but it is a very dumb premise like it's a brady bunch premise but they are treating it at the top of their intelligence i think that's super cool
0: that that yeah i'm having a bit of a eureka moment here yeah (laughs) so much of Frazier
1: is like they're coming over but they don't know we're a couple or like he's coming over and i think he's gay but he's really straight like that's So much of their humor is just Yeah Misunderstandings It's very Three's Company But they So smartly written And so sharply performed And the references are so Operatic and erudite Or whatever Uh, So it doesn't In in a weird way Yeah and In a weird way too
0: Like so much of this stuff Is like Hiding the norms That are now Far more widely accepted In order to You know Appease some person That you love or don't really care about Like oh yeah. the boss is coming you got to make
1: Sure that you know your tie is Clean yeah. and you know all <laughs> just these like silly Things if anyone yeah. has seen the movie Work it on Netflix that just came out last Week where I a, have not. a high school Girl really wants to go to Duke Because her dead dad went to Duke and it's Just all she's ever <laughs> wanted and In order to get in she, oh, she lied in her entrance interview And and said that she was a uh, A dance team captain so she has to learn how to dance and start her own team. Oh, no. So it's the whole episode. But that would be like an episode of Frasier, but it would be very smart. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Daphne has to learn how to do uh, country line dancing. Um, yeah. It's at this point that the mom is like, I'm onto it. I know what's going on. Felix and Gloria are totally separated. And then... She indicates she's like she's like some days I wonder if I'll ever be able to like be fine with this and they're like you want you you're actually wondering if you might be fine with it that is literally like a millimeter in the right direction so let's just push you over the, into the direction yeah.
0: and so if- I mean it's the the thing that I, I saw from that too is like if you think about TV writing now and I don't mean to keep making this some form of a master class but it's like the th- The thing that you were worried about the whole time is the acceptance of the mom. When you find out at the end of the day, the acceptance of the mom is doesn't really matter, and she accepts him regardless. And ha ha ha! I eat chocolate too when I'm stressed. Blah blah. Yeah. But then at the end, it resolves perfectly. Yeah. It's like a monster of the week X Files thing where it's just like (laughs) we'll just go back to our original premise of of you know of this. But it's so it's just so fucking good. Yeah. I mean it. God. So I don't know if I can cuss on the show No I, I, I
1: cuss all the fucking time <laughs> Okay, I, I marked <laughs> this shit explicit Um okay. uh, Yeah so like Oscar finally breaks down he like tells her she, he's, she starts to go for the chocolate He takes it away and then she's like Can you guys all just promise that you're Gonna keep trying to get back together And then I'll be good You know, I'm not going to eat chocolate as long as y'all promise to still try. Just keep fooling me. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And then so, like, the episode ends with Gloria leaves and Felix kisses her on the mouth. And And I was like, they were having a little bit of tension and she had to be like, Felix, I'm not seeing anyone like. Obviously, uh, I think she said there is no fat. So, yeah, <laughs> um, <but> then <sighs> and then. Uh, oh, God, there was there's a moment after Gloria leaves when Felix just like turns around and just like does this like shrug kind of thing to, yeah. like this, like totally. I'm such a Felix. Like, I feel that. I feel that so hard. I need to make that a gif of that because it's just. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh And then I love this moment. So when Blanche says goodbye, Oscar is like laying on the couch and she's like, I wouldn't expect you to get up anyway. (laughs) And then she leaves and then Oscar like drags himself up, goes to the door, opens it. She's waiting there. And then they kiss. Yeah, which was I was very I I audibly gasped when (laughs) that happened. I was was, like, huh? It was like a good kiss. (laughs) Like it was like a serious like not like a, you know, make out in the rain kind of kiss. Not a. Uh, Rock showing up at Central Perk after hours and seeing Rachel kiss. <laughs> um, but it was still like a very, like, sparks, you know? Not fireworks, yes. sparks. And then she was like, need some work or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she, she le- calls him on his a very yeah, uh, great. subtle hot
0: woman flex yeah. there, whatever. She's, she's like, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he turns around and he tells Felix, yeah, kissing to work. And he's like, you're out of practice. Boom scene episodes over and uh everyone's happy see including us exactly like (laughs) i
0: it's funny because i i put a bunch of other odd couple shows and i actually started googling other like classic tv shows that i need to watch that's going to make me feel a lot better funny enough uh many of the articles were written by mr brett white whom (laughs) i'm speaking to on this podcast yeah
1: that's (laughs) all i do no it's it's great and I, i
0: feel like there's just such a there's such a void right now. And I, I, I mean, I have fr- friends who work in television and write and, and they're all talented genius people, but I feel like there's just so much to learn and revisit from this type of, like, I, I continually yeah. rewatch Faulty Towers. I'm not a huge John Cleese fan as a person. Um, he's he's as, a, as he's apart a from the women thing, Yeah. <laughs> but just like the writing is so sharp. It's so quick. It's also so non-emotional. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Like...
1: I don't know. Well, there is a there is just a general aesthetic to older shows. The acting is just different and it is not like better or worse. It's just I mean, I will say it's better, but I don't want to throw shade at all the multicam sitcoms of the past 20 years. There is a level of like Nickelodeon Disney Channel mugging to the camera that is present in so many multicam sitcoms of today. And when you go back and watch cheers or the odd couple or Dick Van Dyke show. And it's just like, these are just actors who are acting as natural as possible. And it is still sides- Seinfeld is like that. And I think that friends is the perfect example of it. Cause you can see the shift happen in a show where it's like the first four seasons are classic natural response, like good, easy dialogue. Everything is really mature. And then it hits a hard turn into like farce where all of a sudden everyone's very heightened and broad. I don't know, like, and then the latter half of Friends is what literally everyone remembers. Um, Because that's the half that gets into the more, like, big uh, comedic set pieces that people are more likely to quote. Oh. The only
0: line I know is, can I be wearing any more more clothes? Which is one
1: of the best lines. (laughs) And
0: (laughs) I will, this is, I might get kicked off this show. I have maybe only sat and personally watched four or five episodes of friends i might have seen a hundred of them that were just like on mute oh, in a bar yes but that's it i i friends was never my jam yeah. i'm not anti it no I, no I, I, people say it's comic gold but season I just, one I is know.
1: a perfect season of television and a perfect first season and it is interesting great. because the show th- comes out fully formed all six actors it's just great it's i mean it's up there with cheers the first season and then it gets whoa. interesting yeah, yeah whoa okay yeah Boom. I wrote, a, I wrote an article about how season one of Friends is a perfect season of television. Fight me, internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Are you ready for some must-have facts about this episode? All right.
0: Boom. Ready to pop the question? The
2: jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
1: So around 18.4 million people watched this episode of television. So you Impressive. know. Hello monoculture, I miss you. Um so for the week though, this was 31 for the week. It was the 31st highest rated show. So that's like it's firmly in the middle cuz I think there were only What like was 60. the highest rated in this week? So the mind. top 5 shows of this week of television, number 5 was the ABC movie Short Walk to Daylight. Number four <laughs> was the CBS movie Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Number okay. three was an episode of FBI. Two was an episode of Marcus Welby MD. And number one was All in the Family. Wow. So only one show that, like, probably other people know, right? Yeah. I mean, two of them are dramas, and like, classic dramas do not have the shelf life of classic sitcoms by far because. Very true. Yeah. I think, and I don't know. Like, I guess because they weren't run on Nick at Night, like it's harder to a lot hour long chunks. Maybe the half hours are easier to program. <sighs> I did note that number nine for this week uh, was "You're Not Elected," Charlie Brown, and it's <laughs> and it's because the 1972 presidential election is like happened like a week after this. Like, this is October 27th.
2: And oh, so it damn. probably
1: happened like six days later, and that is the uh Nixon reelection. oh boy, so this ep- that putting that into context of like yeah Watergate's about to happen, this is what was going on at the time on t v like yeah, it's, it's uh wild um now on the ABC Friday night lineup that this aired as part of uh was the Brady Bunch, the partridge family, room two twenty two And then The Odd Couple And then Love American Style That lineup is bonkers to me The fact that the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family Aired on the same night as The Odd Couple Is like You're not I don't know It's very These aren't uh, Kids and parents can agree on all of these shows I don't think so Yeah Yeah it doesn't get much more like uh, Juvenile than Brady Bunch And much more refined I guess they're hoping The kids have gone to sleep By the time our couples come on I guess, I guess yeah <laughs> That probably would have been An adult show You know Because they're talking about divorce yeah. There's a bed scene Yeah It seems like it should have been Paired with like a Mary- Well if it was on CBS It would make more sense With like on The Family And Mary Tell Moore, More And those like very adult shows But instead it's on ABC right. I guess ABC didn't have The maturity to back it up And they are like I don't know Brady Bunch <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Um on IMDb, 35 users rated this episode an 8.3 out of 10. Does that sound right, or would you go higher or lower, or is 8.3 sound good? I don't want to live in a world of 7s or 8s, ever.
0: Boom. Because that's just like, I liked it enough, but you didn't really like it enough to make a big deal about it. But you're like, eh. Yeah. And, and so, I, it's got to be like a nine or a 10 easy because it's kind of perfect in the sense that it only took a little bit of my time i was fully engaged the entire time i could have not been fully engaged i still enjoyed it i <laughs> oh, didn't yeah. feel i didn't feel any sort of emotional heartstring tug in a great way because i don't want that because the world is doing that right oh, no, now also,
1: it's like we're gonna learn a lesson like fuck that yeah like.
0: it was it was just entertaining yeah. good i'm I, is and the acting is is unbelievable and i think that's you know as an aside that's also what happens when you get really good stage actors and you put a camera in front of them it's why you can do five lines without a single bit of dialogue yeah you know i Just mean it's <clears throat> looks
1: it's like so good point. yeah i think nine this is a great episode i love this uh who had the must see performance of the episode who is the the msp <laughs> um oh do, uh, Summers, Brett Summers, the yeah, the Blanche the
0: Blanche, excuse me, yeah, she was uh, fantastic, absolutely, kind
1: of kind of cold hearted bitch yeah. in a good way. Yeah, no, you'd <laughs> like, be like that. I wish that I I should do a deep dive into all of her acting credits because like there's just this natural chemistry, and I do wonder if it's because like well, she's actually married to this dude, so if anyone's gonna yeah. put him in this place, it's gonna be her. I would love. To know what the week was like on set with her at the table read, during rehearsals. Yeah. Is she like Did they get always, into an argument at craft services? Like, is she always ragging on him? Like, is is what we see on the show just what they're like all the time? That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I I'll give it to I'll give it to Klugman just because he's just, you know. This is him at like one of his frazzled bests. He's really great. And also uh Tony Randall's tie. <laughs> The polka dot tie. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I see. I didn't know you could name articles of clothing <laughs> as best too. parts of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what's the best? What is the best article of clothing that you wish you could add to your uh, wardrobe from this episode? Oh, well, so here's the thing. I have a tie like that. Mm. Um,
0: but I don't think I would ever think to wear it in like such a pattern war that he does with it. Um,
1: Try it so, out. Go for
0: it. Yeah, it would be that or... Uh, those trousers and I don't know if they're suit trousers that he was just wearing his odd trousers, but it's like, I need to get a, a deep, deep, dark, like grayish. Um, I have like a midnight suit that it's actually the very first suit I got. Thanks to Ethan Newton. Um, oh. but yeah, I need to get some trousers like that. All my odd trousers are too light of a gray because I'm just, I keep thinking Cuccinelli in my head, but I want to look like, you know, Unger <laughs> in real life. Yeah, so,
2: yeah,
1: I, I'm glad that we're living in the era of waist up because pants have always been my problem area. I have zero pairs of pants that I like. Do you have shorts on right now? Of course. Bonobos. chino shorts. Like, I'm not, you you know. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, finally, I don't have to. Because I need to get pants. I need to get them like made to measure. I need to actually go somewhere that's actually going to like fucking make my weird little legs uh, look good. Um... You can't do that in person anymore because we can't go see human beings in person. But you can with fit picks.
0: Yes. <laughs> and we all know that you got the good fit pics, Brett. I try. You're you know, good. I
1: will um, pin the jacket back. I'll pull the sleeves down to make it look better in the photo. Do you really? Sometimes. No. All right. Well, mad props. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll have to, like, a lot of, none of my jackets are, only a couple of my jackets are actually tailored. And so it's like, if the fucking, if there's too much cuff showing, I'll have to, like, mm. Do something to hide it because it, oh, I'm self conscious. Well, I, I feel bad. I feel bad. So. You should
0: you should be a <laughs>
1: stylist because that. I mean, that's it. You, you got it. This will be my new career. This, zoom stylist. Go. I will style you for for your waist up Zoom appearances. And uh, lastly, must other people see this episode of television? I
0: I hope so. <clears throat> I I will do anything and everything I can to get other people get on it. to listen or excuse me to watch this. In addition to. Listen to every single hot tip you're doing about the the lost <laughs> men's fashion art in the you know, in the like perfect sitcoms uh, of the seventies to the nineties.
1: Yeah. There I keep every now every time I watch an old show and I'm like, ooh, I could do one from Murray Slaughter from Mary Tyler Moore. No. No, it's a lot of work. Stop it. It is <laughs> so much work. I've had to put yeah. a pause on Jonathan Hart's because my book has been taking so much of my time. And it's like gotta get out the DVD gotta get the DVD player gotta take a. Oh gotta God. take about 500 screen grabs and then go through I also think it's because my brain is way too thorough and I'm like gotta make sure I get all the good angles of everything. <laughs> I'm fully insane but uh it's heavy fine. as the head my friend I know you know what it's a, it's a gig that needs to be done uh where can people find you on the internet what do you have to plug if they want to talk about all of Felix Unger's slacks? Uh, okay, so there's, so there's,
0: you can listen to us at uh, Blamo Podcast, if you just go ahead and search it. Thank God we're finally the top search result if you do that. um What
1: was the number one for Blamo before y'all? Was it the toys?
0: It was the toy company. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, they nearly tried to block my trademark, and I was like, by the way, I never would think to make a trademark, but... We have a lawyer who was like, hey, you should do these things just because <laughs> yeah. you need to protect. And so we did it. And they tried to block it. And I just wrote him a letter and was like, is this really a thing? <laughs> and they were like, okay, <laughs> fine. Like, agree to not make toys. And I'm like, sure.
1: <laughs> also, are they two M's?
0: No, oh, they're they one. there were two. Yeah, I know, right? Because they're fucking with my SEO. I'm just going to be honest with you. Man. Anyway, um, yeah. So you, if you search that, you can listen to it. Um, we also recently launched a network, which... Uh, we have about four or five other shows in production, <laughs> one that just came out uh that is very different than blamo it 's more about like biz and biz focused stuff um and then last but not least, we have a patreon that is a very highly engaged community, which Mr Brett is a member in pop out. of a pop lot in. of pop out uh, Get yeah, in there. A lot Get of into folks it coming in talking about talking about clothes gear um it I have done everything I can to not take every opportunity when folks start talking about like whatever deal is going on or some new brand that they had just discovered out of Europe that makes really cool handmade cycling stuff. And I'm like, Oh no, can't buy anything, but it helps if you don't have any money. Yeah.
1: No money and nowhere to go. (laughs) Yeah. Such is the life. My husband has bought so many masks and he does not leave the apartment. Like he has, he has literally not left the building since early March. And he's, you gotta get him out of there. He keeps... This is his dream. He loves this. Okay, uh, he love loves it. it. He's living, he's li- living his living best life and buying all the masks. And I'm like, okay. I've, <laughs> I've only gone... I've left the apartment maybe five times, so I'm not much better. Um, But, hey, we're doing good. <laughs> and... Yes. That does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Jeremy Kirkland, for dropping by... And talking about the odd couple with me next time I'll be discussing. I have no idea what. So, you know what? We'll we'll be back. We're figuring things out. It's going to be fine. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Follow Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram. And let's, you know, talk about sitcoms. Tag me. At me. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at at Brett White, which I'm probably more likely to see those messages. I'm bad at checking messages. I'm trying. Uh, if you like what we've heard, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts because it helps out in ways I don't understand, but it does. Read my words at decider.com. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all y'all for listening, and I will see y'all next time on Must Have Seen TV.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen